Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. Sam Ferris here with Brad Haddon. Brad, uh, we're coming to you on a Friday, a little bit later than normal because uh, India, right? <laughs> Nothing ever seems to go exactly as planned. Yes, yeah, Sammy, it's, uh, sorry about the lateness. We've been in uh, Rajkok, was it, which was a bit backwards, if I'm honest. <laughs> it was a vegetarian uh, hotel, no alcohol, uh, no internet, um, but we're here. Um, and after a good result too, um, I was very impressed with Australia in Game 3. They got their game style right. The boys were outstanding at the top of the orders. The bowlers followed that up, but uh, yeah, some, some good things to talk about with the way Australia are planning now. After five losses, it's great to talk after an Australian men's win. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about that victory in Game 3 in Rajkot. Also, pretty sure no meat there either, right, Hats? Vegetarian only, that state? Yeah, no meat, uh, no chicken. So, yeah, we uh, <laughs> had a cleanse for a couple of days. So, it, uh, I survived. I'm not, I'm not sure how Mark Wall survived. Uh, <laughs> we're back in Delhi now, getting ready for the flight home, and uh, he enjoyed uh, some chicken and some steak last night, that's for sure. <laughs> I actually gave you the bum steer. That restaurant I was talking about was in Ranchy, not Ratchcott. I always get the two mixed up, so my bad. Uh, Mark, who I'm pretty sure, won't be too upset. Uh, we'll chat about Game 3, and we're also going to talk about Australia's World Cup squad with one big late change. Uh, let's get right into that now. But before we do, uh, if you're around on social media, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Willow Talk Podcast. And if you're on Spotify and Apple, leave us a review Give us a little bit of a rating. And, of course, you can listen on the listener app for free. All right. Hads, Australia's World Cup squad. You and I and uh, Peacock, when he's around, were debating long and hard about what Australia's squad will look like. And they made the one change with Ashton Agar leaving the squad and Manus Labuschagne coming in. So they replaced a specialist spinner with a specialist batter. Here are the 15 players that will represent Australia in the World Cup. Pat Cummins is captain, Sean Abbott, Alex Carey, Cameron Green, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head retains his place, Josh Inglis, Marnus Labuschagne, Mitch Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, Marcus Dornis, David Warner, and Adam Zampa. First thoughts on that, Hads? Yeah, I, I like the squad. I was My first thoughts, there's one specialist spinner um, mm. in the squad with, with the – Ashton Agar going out of the squad and, and Marnus Labuschagne coming in. Um, there's only one special spinner in the squad. I see Tanvi Sanger and Matt Short will travel as travelling reserves. So Tanvi got a game the other night, actually, in game three, and he's quite impressive. But, yeah, one spinner. I, I like the squad. Uh, the concussion sub superstar, Marnus <laughs> Labuschagne. He was not in the, in the squad. He, he came in for Cameron Green in, in South Africa after um, copping a short ball. And, and, and he's made the Australian selectors pick him. Um, he, he was outstanding in game three, Marnus. Um, the, the way he came out to, to bat at number four, changed the tempo of the game, took the game on straight away to the, the Indian spinners. And the other thing which was really impressive about Marnus and to force his way into this squad, he, his fielding was next level. Yeah. Um, his attitude out there, he he made the guys around him look better. Um, the, the Australian team had a bit of a swagger with him. In there, they had a really good feeling team. You had Warner back, you had Smith, you had Maxwell. All of a start, sudden, it was starting to take shape of a game style that uh, Australia played for a, a lot of years now and, and been successful in big events. So I, I like that he's in. Disappointing for, for Agar. Um, I, I don't really know what's going on there. Did he return home with, with injury? Um, obviously, he had the birth of his, his baby and he hasn't returned. So disappointing for him. 
But I think in the end, the, the best result was to, to get Marnus in and to, and to give Travis Head an opportunity to to get himself right. I think they'll monitor him over the first few games, get um, get a bit of cricket um, into him in the nets and, and see if he can come up for the back end of the tournament. Yeah, Marnus Labashain, since coming in to that game in South Africa, eight matches, 421 runs, average of 60, strike rate of 97, which is probably a surprise to a lot of people, that 100 and 250s, and they're all kind of match-winning knocks as well. Hads. Uh, the one specialist spinner, though, do you reckon the pitches that they've seen so far are indicative of that decision? Even though they do turn, they're kind of consistent turn, and Australia's batters have been able to handle it. Yeah, I think if we have a, a close look at the the one day series, the, the pitches have been quite flat. They're, they've been hard. They've been good batting surfaces where 300, it looks like, is going to play a big role in, in the World Cup. And I, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit dangerous going in with with only the one specialist spinner, especially if something happens to Adam Zampa. Um, you, you got Glenn Maxwell though in, in the squad, who's who's returned with a, a bit of class actually with the with the mm. ball. Um, he got four wickets and he made a real difference. So he can play that second spinner role. He did at the 2015 World Cup. Actually, he he was a, a number one spinner for for most yep. of the game. So he can definitely play a role in in those conditions, but. Yeah, I, I like that Australia are going to use their three fast bowlers. Um, they all came back together um, in, in the last game, and I thought that made a huge difference. Not not just that the that you got three fast bowlers in the squad, but those three fast bowlers complement each other. You, you got Stark who can bowl up front, swing the ball. He's, he's a wicket taking genius at, at World Cups. You got Josh Hazelwood who's been outstanding for for a long time now in in the white ball. He's ranked number two in the world, and and. And, and Paddy's so adaptable. He can play what any role he needs to. And just look to me a much well-balanced team with the three fast bowlers in. So, yeah, I like what they're doing. Um, I like what they did in the game three. But, yeah, I, I think they'll they'll be able to cover all bases, yeah, with Adam Zampa and Glenn Maxwell. Maybe minus a couple too. Minus as well. Uh, just on that 2015 World Cup, as you said, Maxi was pretty much the primary spinner for most of that tournament. Xavier Doherty getting the one game at the SCG, I think it was against Sri Lanka. Did Maxi score 100 in that game? What was uh, what was Xavier like around the squad, knowing he was pretty much hand-picked for that one game and that one game only, and he wore the vest for the rest of it? Well, I tell you what, Sammy, you, you don't win a World Cup with just 11 players. Um, mm. the, the most important selections sometimes are, are the three players that are aren't going to play a lot. You don't want guys sapping energy from the the, the group. And, and Dowie was definitely not that. He's a great <laughs> tourist. Uh, he's great fun to have around. He had George Bailey there um, quite a bit of that time as well after the start of the tournament. So it's important to have the right characters in that position. I think Australia do have that. They've got guys like Sean Abbott who will just have been enjoying these for his first World Cup. So I'll add to the group. But, yeah, X was um, – X was good fun um, away from the game on that tour. Actually, he was <laughs> he was definitely the social coordinator. Any stories you can share? Well, probably not on this at the moment. <laughs> but he was uh, no, nah, he, he was he was good and it's tough. I, I've I've done that on a number of tours. Two thousand and seven World Cup. Um, I, I was that player as well. I played the first warm up game, um, and then I didn't play any of the any of the games th- throughout the tournament. And, and I tell you what. People say, oh, it must have been hard. I was in the West Indies. <laughs> I had a front row seat to the Australian cricket team going through undefeated um, in, in a World Cup. So, it made, it's good learning. It, it, it's a great atmosphere. And, and whether you're in the 11 or in the 15, um, in, India are going to put on a show. Um, there's going to be full crowds. 
the country's already buzzing um, more about cricket, even if that's possible with this World Cup. They see their Indian team as a, a real red-hot chance. And if you look at the results of the last three World Cups, um, the home team's won. Um, so that, they'll go into into favourites. But, yeah, Australia just building along nicely. Yeah, it makes a big difference when the full-strength team is out there. But it wasn't quite full-strength because we know that Travis Head's not there. I think outside looking in, the easy change would have been Head for Labuschagne, right? But the selectors have gone Labuschagne for Agar. What is the thinking with keeping Head in the squad and when do you think we're going to see him? Well, I think Travis Head's earned the right, Sammy. I think since Aaron Finch has retired, he's been outstanding at the top of the order with, with David Warner. Mm. And since March, he's averaged 60 to over a run of ball. So he's a match winner. He's an out-and-out match winner. So someone like that, you've got to give every opportunity you can. He's been at home, so they haven't had the opportunity to get eyes on him for some time. And they'll get him over here. There'll be no shortage of nets or nets bowlers available for him to, to find some rhythm. And, and I think he's earned that right, just that, just the way he's played. So you can you can replace him after a couple of games if it's not not working and maybe then Tanvi Sanger or or Matt Short can come into the squad. So oh, I think he's earned the right um, on his performances over the last 12 months to to just be given an opportunity to be fit for the back end of the tournament. Yep, yep. He hasn't done much wrong since coming in for Aaron Finch. Uh, the bowling attack, you mentioned the big three fast bowlers. Uh, you've got to think that Mitchell Stark is a World Cup start, given his World Cup record and then just his overall white ball record. And Josh Hazwood is Australia's highest-ranked one-day bowler. That leaves Pat Cummins, the captain, as seemingly the third man in this bowling attack. Is he guaranteed to play every game, Hads, given his ability, obviously, but also his role as captain? Oh, I think he's definitely guaranteed to to play most of the games. We've seen in the third one day, we're a much different team when those three guys play, they, they build pressure. And, and what they do do when their bowls are group, you just have to look at Cameron Green. Mm. He, he'd come in for some tap early in the series. But once those three were back, he, his role diminishes a little bit where he doesn't have to bowl his 10 overs. And and he was outstanding again. So to have those three in the team, all, all of a sudden your, your bowls around them become better. They they build a lot of pressure up front with, with Mitchell Stark, who I think is going to be a – a huge play for Australia with that new ball. Um, if he can get wickets with, with that new ball in Indian conditions and, and put the opposition teams on the back foot through those middle overs, uh, it's going to be a great asset. But, yeah, I, I see the three quicks being a, a huge part of um, what the success of this t- tournament looks like. So, I put you on the spot earlier in the week asking you what Australia's best 11 was, and you said, I can't tell you because I don't know who's fit and who's not. Well, now we know, Hads. What's Australia's best eleven? Well, they had they had the style right last game in game three. They had the three fast bowlers, but they had a, an out and out spinner, and then they used their all rounders with Maxwell, Green, and Marsh to bowl the remaining ten overs. And, and I think that's the blueprint they need to go with. I, I think that's the whether Stoinis comes in for one of the all rounders, but I, I like the two all rounders and, and Glenn Maxwell in the team with the specialist spinner. And the the batting order with, with Mitch Marsh up the top, um, I, I thought the way they played, David Warner and, and mm. Mitch Marsh took the game on. Um, Marsh looked a little bit tentative early in the series, but he found his mojo in, in game three, took the game on from, from the start, and, and that's the way we're going to have to play. So I think we've got the style right. I, I think we've got the the planning right with what it looks like our best team. And and I think that, that might change with what – 
all round do you go in? Do you go in with Green all the time to join us, come back in? But the style of game that we played with the three quicks and the, the um, number one spinner, um, that's what we're going with. Yeah, Adam Zampa to come back in. Uh, looks like a pretty strong team to me, Hads. Uh, let's talk about that game three right after this quick break. So a consolation win for Australia in the third one day. They'd never been swept in a one-day series against India. That record remains intact. Australia won the toss and elected a bat first and posted seven for 352. Marsh opening the batting, 96. Said it was the hottest conditions ever batted. I reckon he lost about 10 kilos through sweat pads. Uh, outstanding. When the On those flat pitches, when the ball ain't swinging, good luck trying to bowl to Mitch Marsh and David Warner in the form they're in. Yeah, they got their game style right. I thought they were outstanding in the first 10 overs, Australia. Mitch March took the game on from ball one. He started with a beautiful cover drive. Um, then, then it didn't stop from there. He, he was unlucky not to to get 100, but I think that was more fatigue from the heat than yeah. than poor batting. And David Warner was impressive as well. He, he was back to putting his presence on the game. He, he took the fast bowlers on. He hit some beautiful sixes straight down the ground. And those two really complemented each other at the the top of the order. It's been interesting listening to some of the talk about where Australia are at. They've coming off five losses in a row. And I just want to throw one out to you, Sammy. I don't know if you remember. You probably would because you, you know all things cricket. But 2007? The, 2015 <laughs> World Cup. Oh. Do you know yeah. who Australia lost in our preparation phase? Uh, was it India and England in the Tri-Series? No, they won the Tri-Series. It was Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe? It was Zimbabwe. Narari in a tri-series. We, oh. we lost leading into the World Cup in a similar event to this. Yep. Steve Smith wasn't picked in the team at, yes. at that time. And then the rest is history. So what I'm trying to get at there is Australia, yes, they've they've lost five in a row. But what they have been doing is building for the World Cup. They've tried some different roles. They've tried Marcus Stoinis with the new ball. And, and traditionally that wouldn't happen. Mm. So what they're doing there is just looking at, is he an option if we do go in with two quicks? And we use Marcus Stoinis at the top of the ball is swinging around. And that's one thing that could happen early in the World Cup as well. In any in, in the ball might swing around. So what, they, what they've done is started to build and peak at the right time. And, and this game was um, a, exactly what happened there. Their attitude in the field was outstanding. Um, some of their catching was world class. Marnus made a real difference with his presence. Um, and that brought Steve Smith along with him. That brought David Warner. That brought Glenn, Glenn Maxwell to to create that environment in the field to say, okay, we're, we're two games out now from a World Cup. Let's let's crank our preparation up. So, yeah, it was, it was good signs in that game three that we got our mojo back and we got our style of game back that suit the World Cup. That 2014 series, I remember it now. Uh, Pup was cranky. Did his hamstring? I think he left earlier from on the tour. Mitch Johnson broke a window from hitting a six. Uh, fair bit happening. You're right. There was no Steve Smith. Uh, that was quickly corrected uh, the following summer. And then uh, yeah, you guys won the tri series against England and India. I think so. Preparation was building nicely, much like this Australian team. I said 2007 because I'm pretty sure Australia went to New Zealand and got swept three nil. Yeah, and Mike Hussey was captain. I'm pretty sure. And Mike Hussey, I think that was the only time he captained. <laughs> it was a tough tour um, on that one. So, but yeah, it's it's about preparation, and that's what you've got to remember. You, you've got to make sure you're, you're peaking at the right time. And, and and tournament play is a different beast, Sam. It's it's where you've got to make sure you're, you're getting the right amount of time in your plays, not overcooking, because. 
there's a big pool games. There's a lot of pool games leading into those semifinals, and you've got to be playing your best cricket at the, the back end, winning the games that you need to do, and, and making sure all players are, are fresh and, and getting exactly what they need. So this is where we, we start to judge the, this Australian team um, in game three. Their attitude was right, and, and now two games just to put the icing on the, the, the cake for um, the squad leading into the big game uh, against India, the first game. Yeah, big game in it. There are no small games in this tournament, are there, Pats? Because Australia start off with India and Chennai, then they play against South Africa and Lucknow, and then Sri Lanka have done exceptionally well in the past 12 to 18 months. Then you've got Pakistan, then a little bit of a dip with the Netherlands, although we'll see how they go in that warm-up game. And then uh, the Kiwis, England, Afghanistan in those conditions, Bangladesh, same thing. So they're all huge matches. Uh, I guess maybe one thing we probably overlooked was just how experienced this team is had so maybe they don't need a whole lot of time to get together given that they've played so much cricket together for the past 10 years or so yeah you need you need time to get used to conditions and you also need time to just work out players in different roles um mm. if injuries do occur you've, you've got back up to your 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 players and if you do need to rest a fast bowl and and maybe all of a sudden, then the all-rounders role does change with uh, how how they'll be used with the bowling. But they're they're tracking in the right way, um, Australia. What what the the pleasing thing in this last game against India? Yes, they they batted well and they bowled, but their attitude was really good. That mm-hmm. they, they ran hard between the wickets. So the conditions were extraordinary heat out there. Steve Smith's a, a fit man, and he said that's as hot as conditions as as he ever played in. But it was the way they caught. The, the way they yeah. caught the catches, took the half chances. They hit the stumps a couple of times with half chance runouts, and, and and that to me says their attitude's right leading into the the tournament play, which are about to come up on on the eighth of October. But it, it was really impressive to see that they wanted to get involved in the game. They they wanted to create a presence and and just show India with Rohit Rohit Sharma back, Kohli back. That okay, yes, you've you've had a good run the first two, but now we're building for something special. So we had Marsh 96, Warner 56, Smith 74, and Mana 72. So the top four batters all making half centuries. In a perfect world, that's kind of the game plan, isn't it? Has have one player at the top go big and then everyone else chip around them? Yeah, you need someone in your top four to to do the majority of the scoring. You, you need big scores. You, you need guys getting hundreds and then everyone bat around them. And, and Mitch Marsh did that at, at the top, um, David Warner. But the, the way they played was the, the impressive thing to me. They, they took the game on. You, you're going to have to capitalise on those first 10 overs and in India, um, put the opposition on the back foot. Then, then Steve Smith came in and played his role perfectly. Um, he was a conductor in the middle. He, he gets off strike to the, the spin. He, he doesn't allow the, the spin bowlers to, to build dot ball pressure. He, he's the best in the world at, at, at rotating the striker. And Manus came out and, and he's playing a different game. He's playing a more up-tempo game than he... Than he has over the last twelve months. He, he he took a risk early in his innings to, to get it going, and and then he, he's he's putting the pressure back on the bowling. He's running hard between the wickets. He's using the crease depth really well too with mm. the, the batting. He's not only just going forward to the spin, but he, he's going deep in the crease and, and playing square of the wickets. So his up tempo game um, made a big difference in in those middle overs. And then we know we've got the power hit in the back. We've now we've got Cameron Green. Then he can he can clear his head and, and play a very simple role at six, seven, and eight. He can take the game on. He can find the boundary. The field's out, so it's a 
a lot easier to, to get off strike than, than Alex Carey and, and Marcus Stoinis will, will play the similar power game at the end. And and we've got the X factor of Glenn Maxwell. I, I'm not mm. sure yet what his best role is. I, I think you'll see more of a a floating role with, with Maxwell will come in a certain number of overs rather than a position. I think at times we could see him come in at, and give Australia a point of difference in the middle overs. Mm. Um, There's going to be a lot of spin in those middle overs. And, and with Australia's batting depth, I, I could see someone like Maxwell coming in and taking those middle overs on. And rather than just working the ball around, he, he can be the point of difference where he puts the pressure back on the bowlers. And, and they, they do make a change when the fast bowlers back then then all of a sudden that throws the game plan of the opposition out and you've got different bowls at the back end. So I'm interested to see what role Glenn Maxwell will play. I wouldn't look too much at the number where he's batting on, on the card. I would look more at a time when he'll come in. Yeah. Carey, Maxwell and Green only made the 25 between them in that third one day. I mean, that can happen. Maxi got a great Yorker and Carey and Green just couldn't get going. They still posted 352. That's a positive out of that. Uh, you talked about... Uh, rotating, sorry, floating the order a little bit. Uh, do we not see enough of that in today's game? Has that It feels like that the batting order is set. This is roles is what you're going to do. Whereas, you know, years past, players would jump up would jump up and down the order. Sometimes Warney would come out and pinch it. Uh, do we want to see more of that or has it got a bit more analytical these days? Yeah, yeah I think you will in the World Cup. I think your top four will be pretty um, settled. Um, they'll go out and play the role that they need to play. Then, with, with the back um, part of Australia's is you've got you've got so many options. I think you'll see Alex Carey be thrown up at times to break left-hand, right-hand combinations, especially against spin-dominated countries. Um, I think you'll see that. So, I, you don't want to give everything away yet, Sam. You, you <laughs> want to make sure you, you, you've got a, a little bit up your sleeve for the World Cup. They'll be talking about these different scenarios, a- Alex. Has played different roles over the last four months up, up in the middle overs. Um, I think he's suited to the the back end of the game, which he he did in the 2019 World Cup and played really well. So, yeah, I think you will see um, at times different guys playing different positions in in that middle order, and 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 that's what they've been doing over the last 12 months. They've been playing them in a lot of different spots. Marcus Stoinis has had time at at number four. Mm. as well at different times. We know he'll probably be the guy that finishes the innings with, with, with his power and his experience in the IPL in playing that role. So we've been we've been just making subtle changes, getting ready for this event. So all that planning now gets gets put on the table and, and now Australia have got options going into the, the World Cup. You spoke about Marcus Toynis then and Cameron Green. They feel like those guys are playing for the same position. Who's ahead at the moment, Green playing that third one day, has he a nose in front or can you see Marcus Doinus force his way back in? Because Green hasn't lit it up with the bat. He had a great game with the ball, but with the bat, the production hasn't quite been there. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting that that spot there because Marcus Doinus does play these conditions really well. And he's also an option at the death overs. Um, he's done that a lot in, in IPL. He's done it with Australia and he's he can bowl a good Yorker. He's got a lot of changes of pace, and and he is suited batting wise to those last ten overs. Um, he's got extraordinary power when, when he's in. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's someone that'll um, definitely name will, will come back up for that first game because he does. He, he's a different all rounder to, to Green. Green's obviously tall in stature, hits the wet wicket hard, uses his height and bounce more than he's. The, the crafting of a slow ball where Marcus Stoinis will use his slight change of paces. He, he can bowl with a, 
uh, your, your third men up, your fine leg up and, and bowl to a, a defensive field there, which he's, he's done really well at times for, as I said, IPL in Australia. So, I, yeah, I don't think, I can't really know which way they'll go. I, I think um, probably Stornis might have his head in front uh, at the moment because the, the conditions he's, he's played at for some time over here. Last one on the batting and Marnus Labuschagne. Do you reckon it came into the selectors' minds at all that having him over there might just keep Steve Smith a little bit calmer? <laughs> you need a buddy, do you reckon? Yeah. Um, I think I think it was a, a good decision from the selectors to to leave Marnus out of the initial fifteen. Um, he hadn't been playing very consistent one day cricket for for some time, and and he's he was probably a bit lost in his role, um, to be honest. And and since he's gone away and had a small time to reflect on it, he's come back a different player. He's come back a player which plays a lot more up-tempo. He's taken more risk at the start of his innings to to get the game moving forward. Um, and that's he's actually just forced his way back into the squad on sheer performance. Um, so, yeah, the selectors have, has a bit brutal um, at, the, at the time, I think, but he's gone away and reflected on what his role was and what he can bring to this team. And you only have to look at the way he fielded. Um, Mark Waugh actually commented on comms that he's as, as good as outfielder we've, we've seen in Australia for, for some time. And if you're dragging a compliment out of Mark Waugh about, about your field, and you're obviously definitely influencing um, the game with your presence out there. And, and he was outstanding the other night in, in hot, hot conditions. He threw himself around. He saved runs. He created half chances. And and you need those players in your squad to, to win World Cups. Yeah. Outstanding. A compliment from Mark Waugh is rare. So uh, well done. And, hats, and a hat tip to the selectors. I mean, George Baylor, the chairman of selectors, he's an undefeated World Cup captain. Just ask him. He'll tell you all about that. Hasn't lost a <laughs> national's game either. So he knows what he's talking about. India were then bowled out for 286. Uh, had still no power play wickets for the Aussies. Only four in their past eight games. And the way that Rohit Sharma batted, I thought he was on track for 200 himself. Some of those sixes over cover, the ball was just pinging off his bat. I know there's been a few calls for his head as captain. Uh, Greg Blewett, Willow Talk Zone, sort of being one of them, but, geez, he looks like an imperious form. Uh, every ball looked like it was going for six. Poor old Starkey, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, on paper, It's you'd you think you'd like more power play wickets, but they've got four in the, the last seven or so games. But the World Cup's different. There's there's different pressure um, around batting a World Cup and, and just playing in a World Cup as well. So that's going to be a little bit nervous. What, what we've got with Stark, Paddy and Hazelwood is experienced players. They, they won't get intimidated by the situation. Um, they, they've been to three World Cups now. Um, so they know what um, it's about. So I'm not too concerned about that at the moment. They, they've tried a lot of different things. And once it, this first World Cup game... Uh, comes you, if you see ball spit swinging. Um, obviously, Mitchell play a big role there. You got Joshy Hazelwood. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not that concerned, Sam. What what's gone on previously because they've been building for for this first game. So don't worry about that. Oh, I can see Starkey swinging one back to Rowett's pad in in the first uh, <laughs> in the first game of the World Cup, and everything's forgotten. What did you make of that Rowett knock though? It was impressive. Um, he, he was really impressive. He's his way he picks up length, a couple of balls that, that um, they were bowling with just the top of off stump and, and the way he picked up length and went from down to um, low to high and, and just he was just trying to hit a six square of the wicket and he, he did it a couple of times. So, yeah, he, he he's batting well, Roald, but he hasn't got 100 for a while. Mm. 
it's a it's a different beast when you're batting with Gill, Coley, and that the way they run between the wickets and yeah, it's it's uh, he's he's found that a bit a bit difficult as as well batting with those guys. But he showed his class. He, he's he's going to be dangerous at the top of the order. Um, he's his role is to take the game on. I, I think he's second behind Chris Gale now with most sixes mm. in, in international cricket. So yeah, he's definitely going to be dangerous up there. But yeah, good luck batting with Gillen, um, Coley running twin wickets for fifty over. Give him a break, mate. It was hot. It was the surface of the sun out there, right? <laughs> it's got to call it how you see it, Sam. <laughs> uh, he was out in pretty extraordinary fashion. Clem Maxwell taking a court and bowl. He didn't pick it up. He just stuck his hand out there. Half a foot to his left, it would have taken his head out straight between the eyes, but he, he held on. We hadn't seen Glenn Maxwell for some time because of that leg injury, as we know, and staying home for the birth of his first child, uh, Logan Maverick Maxwell. I think Maxie got to pick that name. Uh, <laughs> uh, how important was his inclusion and his impact with the ball? Because he's not a great turner of the ball, has, but he's got so much experience, particularly in Indian conditions. I'll tell you why his inclusion in the team was so good. He's, he offers three three different parts of the game. He didn't get any runs. So everyone's, oh, it's disappointed. Glenn Maxwell didn't get any runs. What sort of forms he in? How's he going to go in this World Cup? Oh, by the way, he's man of the match. He's got four wickets okay. uh, on a on a wicket that didn't offer much to, to spin and and his presence in the field is is um always first class. But that that's what he brings. That that's why he's such an exciting player with for Australia because he's never out of the fixture. He's never out of the game. He can influence the result on the game in in three different areas, and and that's why he's such an important player um, for this team. If he's not getting runs, he can contribute with the ball. Um, we know how athletic he's in the field, so they're they're the players you need in your team um, to complement ev- everything everyone else does. So it was good to see him back. He was great. The other spinner was Tanvir Sanger, and had pretty daunting task being asked to bowl to Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli in full flight when you first come on. But with figures of one for 61 in a game with more than 600 runs scored, they're actually pretty respectable figures. And we've got to remember, this is very early in his career. He was outstanding, sir. He, he was absolutely outstanding. He, he came in to bowl when Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma were batting. Um, mm. He didn't get the opportunity to come in and just knock the tail over. He... They threw him right in the deep end. Um, and, and to me, the most impressive thing about him was his temperament. He, he wasn't overawed by the situation. Um, he, he still trusted his leg spin. He, he looked to to try to get both batsmen out. And they knew he, he was playing his first game against a, a world-class team in, in India. They went after him first ball, hit him for four, but he didn't panic. Um, and you've got to remember, th- this young man hasn't played cricket for 12 months. Mm-hmm. He's played no state cricket. He, he was out with a stress fracture. Australia have, have taken him on the last couple of tours because they, they know the class he does have. And he, he's going to be a very good bowler for, for a long time. And and I think he's going to play a role in this World Cup. Mm, big call. Can you see two leggies playing in the same 11 for Australia? 100% I can. Um, I was only thinking about him that the other day. They, they both bring different things. We, we know the class of Adam Zampri. He doesn't give up the... The stumps, he, he bowls a lot of wrong ones. He, he's he's nice and skiddy at the stumps. And Tanvi Sang is a, a, a bit different. He, he goes above the eyes. He gives his leg spinner a, a, a good a good rip. So they, they both bring different skill sets to the game. And, yeah, 100% I, I could see after watching him closely in, in the third one day, I, I could definitely see both him and Zampa playing a role at some stage. Mm. Well, India were going along pretty well at 2 for 171. They lose Coley. They were even 3 for 223 and then all out for two. 
86. Australia had a bit of a collapse at the back end of their own innings. Is this a pattern we expect to see in the World Cup? Has runs up the front when the new ball is flying around and then it gets a little bit difficult, particularly batting second when the Jew comes in? Yeah, there's no Jew, but what did happen is the ball got it incredibly soft. Um, it got hard to see. Mm. Um, India bowled really well at the back end. They took pace off the ball. It was hard to score. The, the wicket slowed down a, a lot. And that, that total was... Well, it was a very respectable total in those conditions. It was good to bat um, in the first 25 overs, but things did become hard at the back end. The ball got a lot softer. The, the colour of the ball, ball changed quite a lot, uh, and it was noticeable in, in Australia's innings, especially with Boomer. Boomer got taken on in his first five overs, went for 10 and over, then, then come back and got three wickets because the condition of the ball um, and the surface changed. It was hard to score. It was hard to generate any pace um, out of the surface of the ball. So... What they did do well is capitalise on when they needed to push the game forward and then you hold on for the, the back end. So, yeah, I, I'm not too worried about it. I was really impressed with the style we played. They looked a lot more comfortable and understanding their roles when, when everyone was back. So, no, I'm not that concerned, Sam. You seem very, very at peace with everything at the moment. Has You know, two games in, we didn't know who was in the best 11. Now, you're not worried about anything. The big three quicks are back. We've got spinners coming out of everywhere. Everyone's getting runs. It's all looking good again. Well, the, the reason I was didn't have know the best 11, I, I didn't know the injury history of everyone. I, I didn't know where everyone was at. And I knew this game three was going to be the one where they'd play their, the, the style of game that they're going to play in the World Cup. Uh, they got their back to the three fast bowlers back, and that hasn't happened for some time. They, they got an out-and-out spinner. So I, I wasn't – once I seen that team out there and the, the way they played, it all of a sudden looked a lot more comfortable. The, the reason I didn't know my best 11 is I didn't know who was available. I, I didn't know the, the the injury concerns, how much game time that they needed to get into everyone. Because you got to remember everyone coming to this Indian series in, in a staggered preparation. We, we had guys play a lot of cricket in a short time in – in South Africa, um, we had guys coming back from injury in, in Steve Smith, um, Stark, Paddy. So how much bowling have they done um, in, in the nets? But all those questions were answered in, in the last game. Um, the pace was up from from all three fast bowlers. Um, they started to use a lot more of their tricks. So, yeah, to, to me, that that was a, a real big tick on where this team um, needs to be. And it just looks like they're just starting to peak at the right time and, and get the answers they need. They do. Remember, Australia's got a wonderful record in World Cups, and we're going to preview all that next Thursday. So our big World Cup preview show will be next Thursday. Next Tuesday, you'll hear from Josh Hayeswood, Australia's number one ranked one-day bowler. He sat down with Adam Peacock just before he left for South Africa. Great chat there. And on Wednesday, you'll hear from another Australian white ball champion, Alana King. I had a chat with her. Uh, that'll be Midway through Australia's limited over series against the West Indies. That one starts on Sunday. Uh, Australia's first World Cup game is the following Sunday, and the World Cup starts on October the 5th. Uh, Hads, that's it for us today. Um, you're flying home to Australia. I imagine you're at the pointy end of the plane, but uh, what's it like sitting next to Mark? What's it like sitting next to Mark War? Is he a good travel buddy? Man, I, I didn't know you could turn right on planes, Sam. <laughs> oh, you only come on and you only turn left. I, anyway, I'll, I'll see that when I get on, whether you, you can turn right. But no, Mark Wars, uh, good company. I've had a good week with uh, Junior. We talk a lot of cricket. Enjoyed a couple of beers and vodkas at the bar, which is which has been um, good solving the problems and causing the, I, I dare say, some as well. But yeah, on, on the way home, 
uh, get home just in time for the the NRL grand final, which I which I can't wait on, which is going to be a cracker. So um, disappointed the Raiders aren't there, but uh, yeah, watch these Panthers maybe get uh, three in a row. Don't hate it. All right, Hads, thank you. Safe travels, mate, and we'll catch you next week. See you, mate. That's Willow Talk. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you're on Apple or Spotify, give us a rating and a review. And if you're on the listener app, thanks for listening. Catch you next week.